0: Hello! Thank you for coming to the Cardano Aura podcast. This is episode number four. So what is the Cardano Aura podcast before we jump into it? It's Cardano's Use and Utility podcast. We bring people on that are adding value to Cardano, whether it's through dApps, um, interest groups, uh, websites, communities... Um, and we also, uh, cause before Gogan's out, there's not really many projects that people can come on and show. Like for example, I'm trying to get Ada pools on. Um, but before we actually, before Gogan's out, we're actually going to be doing a lot of idea podcasts. We're going to be bringing people on that have ideas. Um, like for example, Shweta here, she has the Lovelace Academy idea that we're going to talk about today. Um, we're gonna be going over a lot of cool stuff today. Before we jump into it, if you guys want to support me and my channel, the best way you guys can the best way you guys can do that is delegate to Bloom and Bloom Two, um, and also download the Brave browser. I know these long podcasts YouTube puts like fifteen ads in the middle of them, and it gets pretty hard to watch with fifteen mm-hmm. ads. So if you download the Brave browser, it actually pays you in cryptocurrency for their ads, and that also blocks all the ads on these YouTube videos. But So thank you for coming, Sweda. I really appreciate it. We can hop into the podcast. The first thing that we're going to be talking about today is the Lovelace Academy proposal.
1: Thank you so much, Pei, for having me here. Really a pleasure. I was really looking forward to it.
0: Yes, no problem.
1: uh, So let's get started with Lovelace Academy. I'm really excited about this proposal. So I'll just share my screen so that we have some visual to see let me cool. know once you're
0: able to see it yeah and i also wanted to mention uh so all the viewers that are here the way we do the idea proposals is we give you guys 10 to 15 minutes afterwards to ask all of your questions about your proposal and also give your comments so feel free when this is over to give your comments
1: yes are you able to see it
0: yeah looks good
1: great so basically lovelace academy is an educational podcast uh, especially designed to tra- attract more developers in a Cardano, especially when uh, Gogan is about to come. So we are a team of three people. Uh, we have Maria from Card. She's also a Cardano ambassador. And we have Keith from Safestack. He's a brilliant developer and he knows Plutus and Marlowe. So he would be our core team member. And then followed by me. So I am operating K-blocks, ticker block then uh, moving on so the reason we thought of doing this so um is real quick when you're
0: sharing your screen there's this weird feedback where it's switching white and then going back to the main screen
1: mm.
0: not sure why it's doing uh, that
1: okay see if you maybe can, I can
0: just... yeah
1: yeah maybe i can just stop sharing it and then i'll just
0: read off uh, of it talk about it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we weren't having any problems before we went live. I'm sorry about that.
1: That's okay. That's okay. No worries. I can just talk about it.
0: Okay. it's perfect.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. The reason we uh, decided to do this proposal is because Cardano is building such an amazing and advanced smart contract platform, and it is one of the best in our industry. And it would be a shame if we uh, failed to attract more developers, so... Uh, I come from an IT background, I'm hardcore technical. So I really want to utilize this expertise along with Keith. He is a Marlowe and Plutus developer himself. So it it would be, uh, since we have the expertise, then we should utilize it to attract more and more developers. And especially now is the perfect time for Cardano to shine, given that Ethereum-style transaction fees is just (laughs) mind-blowing. And it is not performing as expected. So, Cardano can really utilize on this opportunity. So, what we are trying to do is we will do a podcast where we will uh, uh, go step-by-step step on how to use Marlowe and Brutus, And what would make is different is that we will have v- video tutorials and along with written guide and source code. So, suppose a developer is viewing the uh, YouTube video they can directly go to the timestamp section. And uh, from there, they can directly go to the GitHub link. So they don't have to type uh, the code themselves. They can just uh, copy and paste from the YouTube video itself. So yeah, that's our proposal about. And we will try to keep it simple so that each and any uh, basic level of developer can come and join.
0: So what is the scope of the podcast? Is it like kind of an introduction to Marlowe and Plutus? And it's just kind of covering all the basics. How in depth will you guys go into the actual smart contract creation?
1: Yeah, so we'll start with an introduction and then as and when we'll proceed, we'll start giving examples and we'll uh, give real life use cases on how to uh, say, build an e-commerce app or using Plutus or how to build an insurance app using Marlow, So I also work in the insurance industry. So I have a few use cases in mind mm-hmm. on how uh, we can utilize Marlow in insurance framework. So we will do that too.
0: Yeah, that's good to have insights on the industry to then do um, like a real world use case for that. That's a good idea. Um, so I actually personally created the how to create a stake pools in my video. And one of the issues that I ran into with video content, um, is how fast they, they go out of date. Um, like, so what would happen is, is I would make a, how to create a stake pool video. And then three weeks later, IOHK would have new Cardano CLI editions, They would have new updates. There was, they would have like, Oh, you have to do metadata this way now. Like there would just be every week. It felt like there was something new. And it seemed like the only people that could actually keep up with that were text guides. So do you think that Plutus and Marlowe will have kind of the same evolution where it's constant weekly updates um, that may make a video guide go out of date? Um, Or do you think that because it's been worked on for much longer that it should um, be kind of a little slower iterations? And how do you guys plan to combat that?
1: Yeah that's a really good question because we were brainstorming about this how to tackle this situation too because we know how we uh, how quickly Cardano was jumping from one testnet to another yeah it was like two testnet in one day <laughs> so crazy um so what we'll try to do is that shoot the video uh, like one or two days before launching and if anything gets updated, then we'll update the GitHub repository. And same link would be updated in the YouTube description with some comment. So that's the best we can do. Or maybe uh, create a follow-up video saying that, okay, you refer to this one. This is a new one.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you guys yeah, plan we- to have any um, text guide alongside of it? Like maybe uh, kind of a step-by-step in the video with the commands and... You do plan to do that? So yeah, I think that would really that would really help that issue. You know, If someone's watching the video, say, a month late, and there were a couple changes, you could just have those changes in the text guide. So it really doesn't even affect the original content and the value is still there. So I'm glad that you guys are already thinking ahead on that.
1: Yeah, uh, that's uh, one of the prerequisites that we will have. So uh, as of now, we are trying to do all the documentation in on GitHub. We'll have a dedicated GitHub project uh, space for lovelace academy and we'll put all the documentation there but we can also think of other channels and platforms to display that text documentation
0: okay so do you guys have any um are you guys going to move towards sustaining yourselves in the future uh, or are you guys going to go for more funding in the future as the scope increases of what you guys are trying to accomplish
1: uh <laughs> So far, so far our plan is that if we get funding well and good, otherwise we will go on our own Mm -hmm. because we really want to do it. It is something that would really help Cardano and we, it is one of our interest areas to go Keith and Maria. They are really dedicated in Lovelace Academy. So we want, we will be doing it no matter what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I agree with you completely. I think it is really needed. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't get fun at this round, I would say completely that you guys should just try next round and then maybe kind of come out with a a little introduction video, you know, and then say, this is what we got. You know, I think that would work pretty well. But yeah, I I really do like the proposal and I'm going to leave it to the viewers. Um, If you guys have any questions or comments, feel free. So Karthik, he said, I heard Plutus is going to change completely. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And that's kind of how it was being a stake pool operator. You know, it's just like one day the sky's blue and the next day the sky's green, man. You know, especially those first few months. It was pretty crazy.
1: Such fast moving space. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, and then it's going to be pretty fast-moving, too, when when Plutus and Marlowe are really, you know, the test nets are going. It's going to be really fast-moving, and then at the same time, you know, you're still going to have stake pool updates, and there's going to be a lot going on within the Cardano ecosystem, and it's definitely going to be hard for me to keep up with all that, you know. Yeah. So we got Kaizen Crypto here, man. Thanks for coming by. I see Anthony. What's up, Anthony? Thanks for coming by, Chris. What's up, Eye of the King? Give me some good questions, guys, or we're going to move on. So how long are the videos going to be? And and kind of like how how in the weeds are they going to be and how like kind of hold your hand are they going to be because like for example my stake pool videos were for people Mm -hmm. that had no linux experience you know so i was saying like step by step you have to create an instance this is what ssh is this is how you ssh like real real basic stuff step by step down to like this is what ls means and this is what cd means right so how in the weeds are you guys going to go with your podcast versus um kind of hand holding
1: yeah So our initial plan is to do one video per week because we don't want to over-bombard the audience with information. It is a lot to take in, especially for beginners. And uh, we will keep it simple for a beginner, even if a minimum IT experience or maybe with no experience at all. I think Marlowe is pretty self-explanatory. I have tried it myself and it's very basic to understand. So even uh, for people who have no IT experience, they can uh, explore and code on it and uh, regarding the duration of the video we are trying to keep it 15 um, 10 15 minutes not more than that really and uh, yes and also we are planning to do um, a trailer for lovelace academy very soon but all of us are so busy with our full-time job so we are not getting time but as soon as we get some a dedicated slot we'll do a trailer for lovelace academy so that would be useful for viewers to experience what's gonna come.
0: that's cool yeah i'm looking forward to that so like do you guys feel that you'll be able to fit enough information in within a 15 minute video uh like uh, maybe for marlo but like uh really for plutus you know when it's when it's really in depth um at least yeah. I, i'm kind of like the the opposite of short videos. You know, my staple videos were 50 minutes long, just talking step by step. So do you guys feel that you'll be able to fit all that information in there? Like, are you just trying to make it concise to where?
1: Yeah, the reason we uh, want to keep it short because if uh, this is just my personal experience, because when I see a video that is beyond 15 minutes, I think twice before clicking on it, generally people do not have that much time to invest. And mm-hmm. we will be doing it in parts. So, if suppose one tutorial is long enough, then we'll break it down into, say, three or four parts, and then we'll say part one, part two, part three. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you it's, got? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm go. sorry.
0: Yeah, hey, we have that one second delay, so it's easy to start talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. What was I saying? I forgot.
0: <laughs> um. You were talking about um just that 15 minutes you felt like was a good because otherwise people would click off of it.
1: Yeah. So if someone is genuinely interesting in learning a tutorial, they will go to part two and then part three. But at the same time, we do not want to oversaturate people's brain. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is just my perspective. But it, we might change it and it's all in ideation phase as of now Mm.
0: yeah i see i see where you're coming from completely i mean even with my experience like my how to create a stake pool video had probably three or four times the amount of views as the second Mm -hmm. and third video you know and but i did have that first one really long like you mentioned um so are you guys going to be offering or like are you going to be creating like kind of a community around the lovelace academy where people can kind of learn together and so say one person's on exercise one that there will be other people in the community that have already done that exercise that can help them out. So like, Are you guys going to be trying to cur- curate kind of a, an educational community around this, similar to how state pool operators did?
1: We haven't thought about it yet, but now I'm totally going to steal this idea and we will implement it.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be really useful because you guys said that you're working full-time jobs, you know, so you're not going to have all the time in the day to answer every single question about exercises, especially Plutus and Marlo. So I was just just curious about that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good input. I'm also going to share it with Keith and Maria.
0: Yeah, for sure. Let's see if we got any viewer questions. Um, Kaizen Crypto said, what are some examples for dApps that will be used for teaching? Thank you for the question, Kaizen.
1: Oh, very interesting. So I'll give one example from insurance industry because I'm very well versed in that. So currently, uh, when we have to create a policy and then later on when a customer has to claim on it, it is a very long process. And it also um, uh, raises question on good faith. If a person is uh, claiming it on the right basis of uh, insurance claim or they are just frauding the data. So if we have uh, a real uh, time tap on it which would be like okay if uh, your car is is stuck by uh, stuck in a road accident and then you want to claim um, say 100 kronas on it then the uh, marlo application can directly go and check in that particular area that how many road accidents happen and which if the accident happened with the x yz license plate car, and then you can cross verify it then and there and since everything will be built on blockchain then there would be no question of uh, fraud as such yeah so Which it's is just-, just one example of mm-hmm. uh, making claim process in insurance industry easier using marlo
0: mm-hmm. so with yeah, that's that's a really good idea. I mean, you know, if if X, Y, and Z is checked, you know, then the funds can be released immediately without having um kind of a intermediary. You know, yeah. good good question, Kaizen. I really appreciate
1: another, it.
0: Another... <laughs> yeah, another
1: saying? example would be uh, DeFi applications, uh, especially in developing countries like India. So currently, a lot of people in India they do not have bank accounts and uh, they have to, in if they have to take loan, they have to uh, go through a lot of uh, admin process of getting themselves verified. And if they can't do it, then they are basically illeg- eligible for uh, loan. So if we have a DeFi application, then people can just have a transaction within themselves without using a central authority as bank. So that would really help India. Mm-hmm. To really yeah, are able it- to build that.
0: Yeah, and it would also help if those people had assets to, in a way to put them on the blockchain using Gogan, and then they could get loans that they normally can't because they're unbanked, you know, using the assets that they already have. So, yeah, I do think that's really important. Getting a lot of nice comments your way saying you guys are awesome. I really appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for swinging by today. Uh, Chris Ray said, what are your plans for marketing to the outside of the Cardano fam? So not just to us, but to kind of a broader reach.
1: Uh, So, so far, um, marketing is only limited to YouTube platforms. We have such amazing platforms like yours. We have Kaizen Crypto's uh, YouTube channel too. And now uh, Ada Angels are also there, (laughs) run by Amanda and Alexandra. So we are just going to talk about it on all the YouTube platforms as possible. And uh, Twitter is another marketing channel. (laughs) And uh, yeah, maybe talk about in your groups, whatever social circle you are hanging out in, just word of mouth. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard to break that barrier, you know, like you can advertise to other people that are within within cryptocurrency, you know, but even to other developers that aren't interested in cryptocurrency, you know, you start talking about a smart contract language and uh, it's, it's even hard to advertise it to developers, you know, so I can see where you're coming from there. And I think YouTube and Twitter are really good, especially because they're, they're free to upload, you know, it's a good way to advertise your platform. And you were also on the Cardano effect, you know, so you've kind of, Maria actually went on there. I think it was yesterday and advertised Lovelace Academy on the Cardano effect too. So yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people know about Lovelace Academy at this point. So at least in the Cardano community, you know.
1: Yeah, I love her passion. I love how passionate she is. Not just Lovelace Academy, but life in general. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah.
1: What really to see
0: people. People love to see that passion burning within somebody, you know. And I think I think a lot of us have that here. So it's nice to to just see it see it on air, you know. Yeah. James Kiever's talking about having a huge party when eight is a dollar. You better invite me, <laughs> man.
1: Yeah, all these stake pool operators will go out yeah. and
0: find- Yeah, we'll have it on our own island or something. State pool <laughs> island. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Maria actually said she's here, she said there are twenty five episodes in fifteen to Cardano to New People and twenty five episodes about Plueless and Marlowe. And then, okay, so the lessons are longer. The lessons are actually 50 to 60 minutes. Okay, that's perfect, Maria. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, because that kind of answers my question earlier is like, is 15 minutes really enough for the hardcore? But that that really makes a lot of sense to have kind of shorter lessons to get people interested, you know. And then if they're really interested, they can do those long, hardcore lessons, you know, where it's really in the weeds. I like that. It's a good idea. Someone commented on what I said earlier about creating um, kind of a Lovelace community, and someone said, create a Lovelace Discord community. And that was <laughs> no, from Karthik. No, no. Are you not a fan of Discord? Are you more of a Telegram gal? <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much information
1: and repetitive information on same channels again and again. So you basically spend twice as much time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. right. yeah. Is it, are you new to Discord? Or are you just getting this opinion from the uh, the Spakra server? With all the channels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a build up opinion over time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Hey, thank you, Lance. I really appreciate that, man. Hope you have a good jog. So that looks like all we all the questions we have for the Lovelace Academy. We can take a few more at the end before we close out if you guys have any. But I really appreciate all of your great questions today. There's nothing without the Q&A session. So the next thing I want to talk about is um, crypto being banned in India. And then it was actually unbanned. Um, so initially, why was it banned? And then also, why was it unbanned? And kind of what does that mean for the people of India? Yeah,
1: so it initially banned in uh, 2018 after crypto market crashed. So uh, during that time, there were a lot of illegal activities happening in India using Bitcoin. So government find, found it really suspicious. So um, Reserve Bank of India, they banned cryptocurrency. So it went on for like two years. And then in uh, this year, March, um, Supreme court, court of India, which is like the central uh, main um, court of India, highest judicial power, they decided that, wait a minute, Reserve Bank of India should not have this right to ban cryptocurrency because basically what cryptocurrency is, it, it is the direct competitor of the financial bank. So you cannot ban a, your competitors. It is, this is uh, illegal. So on the basis of this argument, they lifted the ban in March 2020. And ever since then, things have been picking up really fast in India on crypto. Because uh, after that lockdown happened and everyone was sitting at home and a lot of people in India, they lost their job. So they wanted their financial independence. So they literally got involved in crypto a lot. So we have this wide range of audience and market coming up in India around crypto that we can really utilize. It's
0: it's interesting to hear that they banned it because it was a competitor and then they actually unbanned it based on that information, you know, I I always thought that if a government was going to unban it, it would be blatantly because they were worried that they're going to be left behind because they're not in the cryptocurrency space. You know, it's interesting to hear that it wasn't that, and it was actually that they just banned their competitor, you know?
1: Yeah. So the interesting point to note over here is that the ban happened by the Reserve Bank of India, which is the highest, um, Central Bank of India. So that was not the government or the uh, highest court that banned it. It was like a financial institution that banned.
0: So and how does a of- how does a financial institution have the ability to ban um, kind of a decentralized it, cur- currency in the country?
1: Exactly. So they were yeah. <laughs> not supposed to do it because of this technical um, misinformation or technical uh, glitch. They utilize that um, they benefit from the situation and then they banned it but ideally they were not supposed to ban it so later on when people realize that wait a minute what just what did you just do then they lifted the ban
0: so how how did they go about that and then like how do they go about enforcing that do they have the government backing them based on the ban that they created
1: Uh, So, uh, Reserve Bank has uh, control over all the banks in India. So, what they did was crypto transactions were banned. So, suppose I have an Indian bank account Mm -hmm. and if I go on WazirX, I won't be able to buy ADA using my bank account. They would not allow me to buy any cryptocurrency using my Indian bank account. But at the same time, if I am in India, having a, a bank abroad, say in Denmark, then I will be able to trade in crypto using my abroad bank account but not indian bank account
0: oh, okay so, so that makes broad... sense they just limited the ability to actually purchase it for the first time yeah yeah yes. that 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 really worries me from from governments and specifically like I, i've seen i forget which country it was but they actually made a law where they stated that you can buy the cryptocurrency on the exchange but it's illegal to withdraw the cryptocurrency from the exchange and, and, yeah. and that stuff that stuff really scares me you know because there's really no way around that and that if that law passed for example in the United mm-hmm. States like the only cryptocurrency that I would be allowed to get or the cryptocurrency that I already have you know and it's what if I'm a stake pool operator am I supposed to take my decentralized currency that was freshly minted and then put it on an exchange you know mm-hmm. and it just kind of keeps us tied to one entity and yeah that that law really scares me
1: yeah that's that's a point where we are actually Threatened by the government, blockchain industry.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, even but even just banning the ability to buy it with a bank account, you know, and and to me that's pretty threatening, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. It is quite scary if you think about it.
0: So, do you feel the people of India are very enthusiastic about blockchain um, after it was unbanned, and then specifically, like you said, um, with the lockdowns?
1: Yeah, so what worked in favor of India was during that time Corona happened and everyone was at home. So they had a lot of time to explore the other financial options around there. And another th- interesting thing that worked in India's favor was India has a lot of young young population and they all are pretty advanced. If you look at the stats, we have around 5 million people working in IT which is the highest in the entire world. The entire world's population that is working in IT is around 25 million if I'm not wrong. So we have one fifth of the population that is working in IT. And if you work in IT, then you get to know about all these technical stuff. So that's uh, another factor that worked in favor of India. So people started exploring blockchain and then immediately crypto was the first thing that came in the, in front of them. So uh, that's why even WazirX, the largest crypto exchange of India, it's picking up really fast. It has around 400 million subscribers, if I'm not wrong. So that's more than the population now, half of the population of the entire euro, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, that's that's insane, you know, And and also people that are, are into I.T., I think are gonna be more predisposed to liking cryptocurrency than, than your average person, you know. I mean it's not it's not always guaranteed that if someone's into IT or into science or computer science they'll be they'll be interested in cryptocurrency, but there's definitely a much higher probability and, and because of India having five million people that are into IT, I think that's a, a big deal, especially for people actually choosing a, a different crypto or a different currency, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then word of mouth also works, right? When you're hanging out in circles who, uh, suppose even one person knowing your circle about cryptocurrency, they are going to talk about it. And then even if you're not interested, you would go back and then think about it or just it would get embedded in your mind subconsciously. So that things help over time. So this is how it builds up. That's what I'm (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: like each person you tell, you know, if we all told person, one person every day, you know, you would have that exponential growth, you know, and, and yeah, it's I, I read somewhere that it takes around like, six or seven times to hear about cryptocurrency before you really dive into it. And I think I agree with that statistic. That's how it was for me, at least.
1: And for me too, if I think about it, yeah, when I first heard of Bitcoin, it was around in 2014.
0: Hmm. Same, same for I- me. Yeah, it's so interesting. I didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about the biggest exchange in India. And I was curious on, it's called, um, is it Wazir X? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. So yeah. I was curious on what really happened to this exchange when they banned cryptocurrency. Um, are, are they new? Or are they new just because cryptocurrency was legalized? At least the purchase of cryptocurrency. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm i not really sure on this point. I think they have been around since 2017 and they really got hit hard when it was banned in India. But then thanks for the upliftment of ban, they have revived their business and it has picked up really well ever since they have the ban has lifted. But I'm not sure what they actually did when they were not allowed.
0: So you mentioned you had um, kind of some timely information about the exchange.
1: Yeah. So what uh, you must be knowing Priyank, Cardano ambassador, and he's also a stake pool operator and he's an amazingly brilliant guy. So he also happens to come from India. So Priyank and I were just talking about this uh, um, huge potential of explore of penetrating Cardano in India. And uh, we have one contact at Vazirex. So CEO of Vazirex, Naveen Nischal Shetty. (laughs) We got in touch with him and then he was kind enough to set up a meeting with um, his marketing executive. So we talked about how we can initiate uh, Cardano, uh, how we can increase penetration of Cardano in India. So um, currently on Vazirex, you cannot... Withdraw or buy a, or uh, deposit data. You can only trade data. So what we are looking into is an opportunity to make it uh, trade to make it depositable and withdrawable, so that people have more uh, uh, chances. But as of now, they have agreed. To, like they might agree on uh, putting Ada as a rapid listing token, um, rapid listing coin, which would be. They will promote ADA, so they have around 100 plus coins on their exchange. And uh, on if you go on their exchange, then they will have some promoted coins. So they are planning to put ADA under it. So if that happens, then still people would be able to say ADA right and in front of their eyes.
0: Did you say that you had? They had 400 million users. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty crazy amount. You know, that's some definitely some ADA adoption right there. Um, of, of, you said there was 100 tokens on there. Do you know like kind of a rough amount of how many of those tokens are actually, I think you quoted it as the rapid exchange tokens where you can actually withdraw them and deposit them?
1: Um, I think there are around 100 plus tokens. But uh, so tradable tokens are 100 plus, but out of which uh, the rapid listing tokens, I think they are 15, 16, which they literally promote. So if then if ADA goes under that, then it would be a major breakthrough.
0: Yeah, it would, especially if there's only 15 or 16 out of 100. You know, it's a pretty small portion and they, they promote them themselves.
1: Yes. Yeah, we'll so think- we have another meeting lined up, another follow-up meeting lined up with WazirX. So hopefully they agreed to do that. They were really positive about it. So that's um, our major hope. <laughs> and then we are also talking with John, the uh, exchange manager for uh, cardano foundation so we will be uh, taking his guidance and advice on how to approach it more officially because currently it was just my one meeting with Priyank, myself and marketing executive of waziris which was very informal <laughs> yeah. so it would be we make it some formal. Of-
0: so um yeah. so how did you guys go about that like what did you guys say to to essentially promote cardano like what what, what is the reason that you said card ada should be one of those rapid exchange tokens
1: yeah so we knew that wazirix uh, is also looking for more and more opportunities because they want to expand their horizon to more cryptos and more countries so when they heard from us that we are interested in having one uh, meeting with them they were really positive and then they immediately set up a schedule and uh, then uh, priyank and i we just made a presentation. <laughs> Some sales pitch of, you know, benefits for both Wazirex and Cardano. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, they happen to like it. I, I hope they like it. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. You know, Thank you to you and Priyank for doing that. You know, it's and it's also nice that they would um actually set up that meeting with you and give you guys a chance in yeah. an informal way, you know, without speaking to uh, a foundation of sort.
1: Yeah, that's that was really kind enough of them so mm-hmm. hopefully we get a formal um, means of communication with, with between azerex and cardano that would really help both of us mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah either with either with iohk or i guess iog now or um the cardano foundation because i know that iog does those enterprise level wallets with exchanges and kind of helps them build that system in the backbone for withdrawing to thousands of addresses a day you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I personally couldn't imagine that, dealing with um, exchange wallets, you know, like that's just, uh, it's so highly technical and it, it could just, it scales up so much, you know, the bigger exchanges get.
1: True that, true that.
0: Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about um, DApps for Rural India. We did a little bit. Um, we talked yeah. about. Is there anything else that you wanted to go over and and how DAPS could really help rural India and then maybe give some insight on what rural India is? Because in the United States, when you say rural, um, you really just have farmers, you know, they're just farmers with and they're usually not. They usually have a a a decent amount of money and they have access to banking and access to everything that people in the city do, you know.
1: Yeah, so... I uh, re- uh, really, really want that Cardano would come in India and then help us because we have a population of 1.3 billion, out of which 118 million people are living in poverty. And when I say poverty, it's not like first world poverty. It is literal poverty that people die because they cannot afford food. And which is which makes me so sad because how, how come in 21st century there are people who are dying because they do not have access to grains? Grains is the cheapest thing available that you can think of in today's gener- in today's world. So, And a lot of it has to do with unemployment and corruption in India. So if we have a decentralized finance system, that would really help these people at least trade between themselves so they don't have to be dependent on the government and they will have their own financial identity. So yeah, really looking forward to it. I hope it happens soon.
0: Mm-hmm. So what number did you say? You said out of 1.3 billion people, X amount are actually in um, like really bad poverty. What was that number? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah.
1: 180 million.
0: Yeah, that is that is a big portion of 1.3 billion. You know, that's, that's insane. Um, do you feel that, you mentioned it was because of corruption. Do you feel that people having their own financial freedom and then also financial security because of, um do they print a lot of money in india that kind of devalues the dollar for everyone and
1: uh, there are so many factors so if you think about it distribution of income is so uh, distribution of wealth is so uneven in india that only the middle class they pay income tax to government and the top rich class they are not paying enough taxes to india so the government does not have enough resources to actually fund the people they should be funding then, thus the poor people they end up being in poor and then their kids they end up being poor so there is it's a vicious cycle out of you cannot get out of it unless and until a major breakthrough happens so if they become financially independent if they won't have to depend on government or any of the other sources to someone who could help them out get out of the poverty, if they can do it all by themselves, it would be a major help for them so that they don't have to be dependent on anyone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, with, with the COVID crisis that we had here, um, a lot Mm of, um, economists are saying that we're actually having a K shape recovery in response to the coronavirus. You know, you lock down everyone. And, um, a lot of that money that was printed actually went to, um, the people at the top you know and then a lot of their businesses didn't have to shut down when um, a lot of small mm-hmm. businesses had to you know so k-shaped recovery the top go up and the bottom go down you know so I can see where you're coming from there but even though the bottoms aren't aren't as low you know when it comes to poverty in America
1: yeah
0: yeah um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's sad it's sad to even talk about you know yeah
1: it's so sad mm-hmm. and at least us people like us who can do something about it should do something
0: about it yeah and even just spreading the word of cryptocurrency you know and just talking about the um the promise of financial independence and financial security for people i think is a is a pretty big deal you know
1: yes
0: yeah so um i wanted to talk you talk to you about specifically um women in blockchain and, and why you think there aren't more of them and Um, kind of what you're doing and what your community is doing to um, kind of give women an outlet to ask questions without feeling like they're they're they're, they don't know what they're talking about you know so i think that's really cool that you guys are doing that
1: yeah it makes perfect sense because i am a woman and i work in it but still sometimes i feel left out when it guys they start talking because girls and boys they talk differently no matter what your background is Mm -hmm. the language the slangs we use are totally different so uh, that's why we created this ladies of cardano telegram group where anyone anyone uh, usually women uh, but even if you're a man you're more than welcome to come and join us we do have a few men in our telegram group and we discuss uh, cardano and if you uh, this is that's a public group so you can go and see all the chats and nothing is hidden so it's quite girly we talk Cardano, in terms of girls, the terms we use are all women type. So it's not too technical, but at the same time it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So and since the level of group is very comfortable, we are like a family. We are not scared of asking any type of question before thinking wise because when i joined Cardano, uh, i went into this stake pool operator group the major group we had and i was so petrified to ask any type of question because you feel hey like how can we ask? you have to think twice before posting a question because there are around 5000 plus people who would judge you if you tell yeah yeah
0: yeah i saw that the advertisement for the group was no stupid questions you know i like yeah. that because i i am um, I'm in the friends and family group, like the initial staple operators that were part of the, um, the early test net. And that's like, I feel like it's even, even though there's only like a hundred people in there, when you ask a question, it's like, it feels like it's no stupid question squared you know cuz you have 100 people and they're highly technical and they've been doing this before everyone else that i just like don't even touch it with questions i just leave it be <laughs> you know so i think it's really good that you guys are giving um a place for anyone and especially women to actually be able to ask any question you know whether they think it's stupid or not yeah yeah
1: it's very much needed i'm glad that more and more people are joining us every
0: day hmm so so why do you feel more women are interested in blockchain do you think it's due to interest like just Like predisposed Um, interest for women or do you think it's um, due to the fact of the kind of culture of the space?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, women are picking up blockchain um, industry quite um, rapidly, but not as rapidly as it should be. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it has to do with the... I won't say... um, I'll talk about future... (laughs) So, in future, if you want to attract more and more women in blockchain, then you have to have some female role models where younger generation could look up to them and think that, okay, I want to be like her. And okay, I can. if she can do it, then why can't I? So we need to establish such uh, faces and role models. And I feel that now more and more uh, women in Cardano, they are coming up like Amanda, Alexandra, and uh, April, she she's the first and only African pool operator in girls. So people feel uh, girls feel comfortable. Okay, if they can do it, then why can't I? And mm-hmm. if you would if you would have only males, then people will, even girls would be like, okay, it's male related. Feel I, mm-hmm. I, I mean I might not be able to survive in that. Or, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think a lot more women are starting to come into Cardano. Um, when I was kind of here two or three years ago, the only women I really saw within Cardano were working at IOG or the Cardano foundation. I didn't really see any, um, women community members, you know, so it's nice to see that.
1: Yeah. And plus you talk about it and then women around you, they hear about it. I got my best friend into Cardano. (laughs) So it's like a chain effect right? Mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's that's exactly what we need that exponential growth you know with you guys being here every day it's
1: yeah
0: <laughs> it's good um i was curious on how, how big is your your women in blockchain group on telegram is it you said it was uh, still you guys still feel like a family so it's going to be kind of small but
1: yeah, it's quite small as of now. So we started with like three or four people, but now mm-hmm. we have 41 members as of now.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's 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 a pretty big family, I got to say, you know, especially.
1: Yeah, 90% of them are women.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you guys help that's each it. other with um, like technical knowledge too, like stake pool building and stuff like that? Yes.
1: So there are a few aspiring uh, stake pool operators. So, when Alexandra joined, she was uh, setting up her pool. So, she used to ask a question. So, we used to help her as much as possible based on our experience. And then there are a couple of other aspiring stake pool operators. So, we are trying to help them out technically as much as possible.
0: Cool. Yeah, I think that's a really awesome initiative. Uh, we can take it to the viewers now. We can ask them a couple questions. And um, if you guys have any questions about anything we've talked about today, whether it was the uh, Lovelace Academy proposal, um, blockchain in India being banned uh, the exchange in India with the um, how many users 400 million users to me that's just that's an insane number of people you know I mean that's like it's a lot of square feet if they're just standing um, and then DApps rule India after Gogan and then also the women in blockchain initiative if you guys have any questions about any of that or any questions for myself or Shweta feel free and then we'll be hopping off for the day and I just wanted to say thank you Shweta for coming on
1: thank you so much for having me
0: no problem. <laughs> Imanti said, um, gender, is that still a thing in
1: 2020? Uh, yeah, Thanks. I Thanks, get man. that a lot almost every day on my Twitter DM. <laughs> so I've gotten used to it now. I tend to ignore such questions. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: why do you think they reach out to you and say that? Because you're doing the um, the Women in Blockchain initiative? Yes. Do you do you get a lot of flack for that?
1: So much, so you really? have no idea how so much. Even I wouldn't take the names, but even from our Cardano community, yeah, but I then just I,
0: developed- I, I, I wouldn't know. expect that because like the first time I I kind of saw your message was on Kaizen's podcast, and you said that mm-hmm. um, we're not looking for any handouts. You know, everything's still going to be merit based, and we believe that just as well. But we think there needs to be a good avenue for women to feel comfortable getting into blockchain and asking you know what they think would be stupid questions you know and yeah i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with your message and i'm sorry that you get a lot of flack for that and if it makes you feel any better i i get a bunch too so especially after shelly came out it's just every day
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i can't imagine how it is on twitter Chris said, "Stay strong. Thanks, guys. No problem, man. I really appreciate you coming by." Anthony said, "Shweta, bring Cardano to India." I like that.
1: Yes, that's a goal.
0: She's a she's our Indian spokesperson to the um, the biggest exchange there. Very happy about that. Yeah, it's another question I forgot to ask. Um, What language is the podcast going to be in? Is it going to start off in English?
1: Yes. So we'll start off in English because majority of the people in the world speak English. And uh, if we see the success rate is going up, then we'll translate to Portuguese because Maria's native language is Portuguese. And I'll do the translations in Hindi, which is the main language in India.
0: That's cool. Yeah. It's nice that you guys like have, you guys are all bilingual. So you have the ability to kind of present the same content to a wider audience. You know, I wish, I wish that I had that ability, you know, cause I'm kind of, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in English here. You know, I can't really, I, it, okay. What well, the project catalyst website, this is pretty cool. I actually had, you got, you've probably heard of, or you've seen a stake pool, ZZZ stake pools. Yes. Yeah. So he's Japanese and he speaks Japanese and I've tried to like view his content, you know, to see what he's doing over there. Cause he's killing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. he actually replied to the catalyst proposal, um, for the Cardano aura and he replied in Japanese and it, what it does mm-hmm. is it translates it over for you immediately. And, and to okay. me that's awesome. Cause I was thinking initially, I was like, how, how are we going to do this decentralized voting system with the treasury when mm-hmm. there are people all over the world with different languages, you know, and it was yes. just cool for me to see that in action, to have Japanese be translated to English and me understand it very easily and then respond yeah. in English and then him read it in Japanese.
1: And it is pretty good too. I had used it myself and the translation works almost 90%, 95% accurate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's really cool about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And his message was really nice and it's just, it's cool mm-hmm. that, you can view people's proposals from and it's just it kind of brings us all together in a way you know i really like yeah. it but
1: yeah because cardano is very huge in Jap- japan so if we can um you know get close to japanese community cardano community it would be really good for all, all of us
0: mm-hmm. yeah learn the language of ja- um, japanese is is very i would say profitable in the cardano ecosystem you know you can you can reach a lot of people, you know, I think, I think Charles said 40% of the ADA is in Japan, which is, yeah,
1: which is pretty crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're sitting over like probably 13, 12, 13 billion there then off the top of my head. It's a lot of ADA, but we'll close out on that. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we log off? Um,
1: Just engage. Uh, if you like our proposal, Lovelace Academy, just engage as much as possible on Ideas K and feel free to join Ladies of Cardano. I'll provide the uh, Telegram group in the description if that's okay.
0: Yep, yep, you. I'll put that in the description and I'll also put the uh, catalyst description or in the catalyst proposal in the description as well.
1: Great, that would be all. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yep, no problem. Well, everybody, that was the Cardano Aura Episode 4. It's the Usage Utility Podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. If you made it to the end of this podcast, um, please write in the description down below. uh, We'll say 12.52 p.m. this time. I I always love seeing you guys write that in the comments. It means you made it through the whole thing. It it means a lot. I really appreciate it. But I hope you guys all have a, a wonderful rest of your week. And thank you again.
1: Bye.